0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinematch Podcast, the show where we take different movies every week and debate and rate them. Every week. Well, yeah. Do you know what? I didn't even think of that Yeah, It's been a while. Uh, yeah, December's kind of sucked, really, because I was really looking forward to doing, like, a, a busy December. film talk about lots of different Christmas movies, but life's got in the way
1: um saying somebody yesterday i feel really bad because you've been so looking forward to december all year like ever since we started doing it it was like christmas is the one we finally got here and it's like we've done one episode and fuck
0: yeah yeah life's got in the way like uni's kicked my ass with the assignments that i've had to i've been working and then this week once i got the uni assignments out of the way i'm looking forward to it this week i've been really really ill like I spent pretty much like three days in bed. I didn't work, I wasn't eating, my, my throat was like sand. So yeah, that's been rough. But I feel okay enough now. My throat's still a bit croaky, so I apologise if my voice sounds dodgy. Um, But we're talking about a couple of good Christmas movies today. And we wanted to get at least one showdown out before Christmas. So we're, we're powering through with this one. A couple of our favourite Christmas movies. But before we get started, my name is Cal. Um, I am one of your hosts, and joining me as he does almost every week, because is where I'm right now, is Mr. Nathan Sacklehanna. I feel like it's been ages since I've spoken to you. How have you been? Have you had a good Christmas, like, period? I don't want to actually at Christmas yet, so that sounds weird, but the entire mum's kind of Christmas to me. So have you had a nice festive December?
1: Uh, no, I've been busy.
0: Yeah. I just feel like
1: I've been dead busy and dead stressed, like... Of, of a load of stuff i feel like i've not spoken to either like for ages i know it's only been two weeks but you know when you get into a routine of speaking to you and doing this every week it just really threw me off um I suppose yeah, as well
0: like this is the first like before this we worked together as well so we were seeing each other a lot then and then when i left we still spoke through so this is probably the longest we've gone without we speaking since like lockdown nice yeah,
1: that almost makes it sounds like you've missed me
0: no i meant for you because you just seem really upset oh, no. Yeah,
1: no, no. I, yeah, been, me. I, I'm not bothered. I have missed you. I've missed this. I've missed you. we have
0: right. <laughs> not watched a film to get rid of while either.
1: And so yeah. that's we've not watched a film to get rid of while either. So that's yeah. what that's added to it as well. So but no, I mean Chris has been all right. Chris it's not been what I was hoping it was going to be this year, but it's been alright. We've still got the actual Christmas to come yet. Yeah. Watched a few a few Christmas movies and, and what have you, but yeah, Christmas Day will be when I'm when I'm truly hit my stride, I'm sure. That's yeah. when the food there. How about I, you? Well, actually, no. I know how you've been shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been ill and rough, but I've still managed to watch a lot of Christmas movies. So there's that, which is always a positive. Yeah, um, if you can't
1: talk, you can still watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've watched a lot as well, like a lot. Um, just for this for first year, me, I'm spending Christmas without my family. Like, I'm, me and Ellen are just having a. Small one at ours for the first time, so we're planning on what we've saved a lot of the big Christmas movies for Christmas Day to watch together. Like, so that'll be fun. Like, we haven't watched Home Alone yet,
1: which uh, we watched Home Alone the other week, uh, the other day, even
0: that's a big one. I love that film so much. So, yeah, we've got that on the cards, which I'm forward uh, to. But what I have watched is many, many versions of A Christmas Carol, yeah, I've
1: watched
0: a lot. And today, we're talking about two of the biggest,
1: two of our um, favorites.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's my favourite versus your favourite. we We've already alluded to this in the previous
1: episode with the... Kind of and, all, and all the teasers that came out ready for the episode that didn't come out. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's still coming. It's still coming. It's like a Christmas movie. Things are gone to plan, but we'll get there before Christmas time, don't we? And we'll learn the spirit of Christmas
1: along the way. Yeah. Well, Maybe. possibly. They're yeah, Saying that, I don't know what's happened. All my decorations have just... Been, I don't know where the hat's gone. And I forgot to turn the lights on the lightsaber. And I can't get up now because I've got a jumper and then just my shorts on underneath. Nobody needs to see that. No,
0: not at all. Yeah, my decorations have actually got less than all. We might be the only people who take down decorations close to Christmas. <laughs> I had like a work Zoom uh, the other day. They wanted to call about uh, like a new role. And I was like, right, I should probably take some of this, dogs i like a freak. <laughs> because this sport's like... Important like professional call, and I've got like Christmas presents piled up behind me, like in perfect shot of the camera as well. So I was like, this might look a bit weird.
1: I could just imagine you wear the hat while are on the call. Yeah.
0: Although this is a new this is a Christmas present. It's not a technically a Christmas teeth like f- theme, but my friend uh Simo and his partner came around on Sunday before I started feeling in. We had our own like mini Christmas exchange gifts, and he got me this. This is my favorite. UFC fighter of all time, Max Holloway, so shout out to Simo, first time I'm wearing it, and I fucking love it, so, <laughs> I like it a lot, it's a Christmas present, <laughs> right,
1: I'm wearing, i to jump it, Star Wars Christmas, who'd have thought mate. nobody bought it, I know, who'd have thought it, nobody bought it me, I bought it me, I just, I'm showing it off, because I fucking love
0: it, yeah, it is nice, it is nice, I mean, Christmas, if it wasn't Star Wars, it would have been Hawkeye, so I'm not too surprised, yeah, nice to but yeah, as we've already Christmas said.
1: Christmas Two of them are Star Wars.
0: Are they? Yeah. I don't even know where that one I bought the other day is. That was exactly the same as the one that I had right in front of me. They're both here somewhere. I'll find them the next time I buy another one that looks identical, I imagine. Um, but yeah, we'll crack on them with the episode. Um, like we said, we're going to do two versions of A Christmas Carol. It's your favourite, which is... A Muppet's Christmas Carol versus my favorite which is Scrooged the Bill Murray one from the 1980s. The t- obviously there's been I think they say the Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is the most adapted like piece of literature ever. Like, there's been so many different versions, so many great versions as well. Some new, some really nice modern ones. Like I really like that Spirited. I think that's underrated. Yeah, that
1: for the first time this year, I really, actually really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, some really good songs as well. I thought, I thought it was way better than I thought it would be. There's been some great ones, but these two are our favourites. Um, so I know obviously Muppets is your favourite, but I seem to remember you hadn't watched Scrooge until very recently, right?
1: Last year, you
0: recommended it.
1: I guess one of the not one of them films where you banged on about it very much that like, I have to actually watch it. And then yeah. when I told you my opinion of it, you were relieved, I think. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise,
0: this could be a rough episode. I can't really remember what your opinion was.
1: Shall I find it on Letterboxd, see what we gave it?
0: Yeah.
1: God, here we go. Uh, this does not make for good podcasting, because I can never remember where the Letterboxd Uh Scrooged, I gave it.
0: That's not a promising face. It's first what? Time. Three? <laughs> what well, can we know how this is going to go then?
1: <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, you watched it for the first yeah, time last yeah, year. I watched it
1: again this year, and I probably would re- In fact, I might re-score it. Do
0: you know what? That's interesting you say that, because Eleanor said the exact same thing to me, because I showed Eleanor it, I think, maybe three years ago, and she said, when we watched it, she was like, I mean, it's fine. And then the year after she watched it, and she was like, Actually, I, I quite like this. And then this year we watched it and she was like, no, this is a really good film. I think it's one that you do have to grow with. I think it's one that gets better each time you watch.
1: I think for me, and I've always had it with films that people big up that I've never seen, and Scrooge is one of them, that everybody's always bigged up and I just never saw it, um, that you go in with high expectations. So if it doesn't meet them, you kind of hit low. So when I watched it again this year, knowing exactly what it is, I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. I was like that with "It's a Wonderful Life"
0: the first time I watched it. I think I said this on the last episode where I'd heard so much, and for the first like three quarters, of the first time I watched it, I was like, "I mean, it's 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 fine. It, it doesn't really seem to be what everyone thinks it is." And then the last like bit, I was like, "No, this is fantastic." And every year it's gotten better. Yeah, and
1: this well, year, basically, what you're saying, you, you was underwhelmed at first, but when you was in tears, you were you were saying it's a good film. When I
0: was in tears. I was like, "It's the best thing ever." And then this year, I think it officially became my favorite Christmas movie. Like. Sorry. I've been watching Lords and I watched National Lampoon's fairly early, which is one of my favorites. I watched Scrooge uh, this week, but I also, I know, like I, I obviously I noticed to me that it was It's a Wonderful Life. I was just like, I can't. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. And then I watched it the other day, and even though I was ill and I was like, kind of out of it, when it got to the end bit, I was like, fucking, I was in bits. And Eleanor rewatched it for the first time this year. She watched it a few years ago wasn't too big on it, but this year she rewatched it and she liked it a lot more. So I think that's another one that, because of what's said about it, you do go in with high expectations, but once
1: you've watched it a few times, it, it fucking gets you. Do You know, you don't have to watch a few times for it to be a perfect movie. Muppet's Christmas Carol.
0: Well, I don't know about that. That's another one that's grown on me. Um, because similar to you with Scrooge, I hadn't watched that until maybe last year. Yeah. which is actually funny because that's the year Scrooge for the first time. It's like we knew we would be doing this a year down the line. Um, but yeah, I, you
1: know what? if I told you last year that we'd be doing a podcast together and we'd have done over twenty episodes together, we would have done it weekly as well as watch films together. <laughs> In that I think you would have—I uh, think you would have called me a fucking liar. I think if
0: you'd have told me, I'd have left the cinema and still acknowledged your existence have called you a liar. <laughs>
1: No, fucking
0: room. <laughs> no, I watched it for the first time last year and I liked it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was good. And then I watched it this year and I was like, no, I actually really like it. I think I think it is a brilliant movie. Um, and I can see why so many people do have it as their favourites. It's a really interesting episode. Um, like I said, there's obviously loads of different versions of A Christmas Carol. Before we get started, is there any others apart from Spirit, which we just mentioned, that you like?
1: No, I'm not really fussed about the... the... Oh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's that's a top notch one. That's great, but I I don't. There's not that many that I feel like I've watched where I go. I really fucking love this. Like I, I just if I'm gonna watch one, I'm gonna watch um, Muppets. I don't need to watch any of the others. That's how my brain works. Yeah, that. And not to get too much into how I'm going to score things, but I've got a film, there's a load of films without Muppets and then there's one film with Muppets. I mean, you can't really, you know what I mean? Yeah, they do have the strong points. Um, that
0: uh, Jim Carrey one was pretty trash.
1: I've never seen it. I mean, it's one of them films that came out at a weird time where everything tried to look photorealistic like every
0: Every Robert Zemeckis movie had to look like the creepiest shit ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's not aged well. Um, but yeah, I think these two are probably actually my favourite two. So it is a good two to do. Okay.
1: We, that, and I, really, I really did enjoy that spirited. Um, yeah, I did. But I'll probably put that on my yearly Christmas rewatch. But yeah, Scrooge, I really, really love. Grace, Not so not much. a fan. Not a fan.
0: See, I think a lot of people feel that like, because it's not very traditional Christmas. It's actually quite dark at times, of quite mean spirited. Like some of the stuff is actually terrifying. Like when, not to get into like some of the ghosts, but the ghosts of Christmas yet to come when they open the robe and there's all the souls inside. It is pretty creepy. Like it doesn't feel very Christmassy um, at times, but it does at the end, and that's that's what every great great Christmas film does. It wraps it up nicely at the end. Um, um dialed. One of the best. Still yet to watch that this year, actually. I need to re- revisit
1: that. I'm gutted. The one thing that, like, the one plan that we actually put in play, and we can say it now because we can't do it in time, is that we were going to do a Die Hard versus Violent Night episode where you dressed up as Santa and I dressed up as John McClane. Hello, yeah. <laughs> Well, At least we know what we're doing next year if we're still here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that gives me a year to grow the beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually in, I was talking about it today because me and Ellen got some last minute Christmas shopping done and we were in Primark and there was this like do you know like the snuddies that people get the really fluffy like blanket buddies yeah. we were in Primark and there was like a Santa one which looked like the Santa suit and I was like and that's when I told her we were going to do this episode and that would have been fucking perfect for it.
1: Uh, no. it gives me a year to have like a little bit more receding so I'm more John McLean as well yeah oh, you
0: try get you, just try get you try in shape and all of you are
1: nah I'm already a <laughs> Not one that I want to be, but a shape. A
0: circle shape. <laughs> right. You can tell we've not done right recording a well, while because we've been yapping flat for
1: like 50 yeah. minutes about. The, we've barely talked about the films. We just keep dancing around them.
0: I know, yeah. We'll get started there. We might as well crack on now. We've uh we've waited long enough. Wait like two weeks to be fair. Um so we'll start with the best opening for both movies. As they're both a Christmas Carol movies, you'd expect very similar openings, but they're not. They're not really. They are quite different. The Muppets one is much more traditional yeah. in the sense of where the setting is and the introduction to Scrooge, but it also stands out with having like the narration from the the Muppets characters at the beginning. With um, is it Gonzo and what's the other one? Well, Charles Dickens, but think, what's he, what's he actually called?
1: Yeah, Gonzo and Rizzo, yeah, yeah, Rizzo. That was it.
0: Um, and the way they're narrating the the tale and um. It's different to what the majority of the Christmas cows are, having those guys involved. And then the introduction to Scrooge with the song and um, Michael Caine coming out of the alley, like, looking fierce as fuck. It's quite well done. I enjoy that a lot. And then the the Scrooge one is very different in the sense that if you didn't know it it was... If you hadn't seen it before, you'd wonder what the fuck you are watching when it opens up with The Night the Reindeer Died. Yeah. and it's that ridiculously over the top TV action Christmas movie starring the six six million dollar man I think it's called Lee Majors
1: oh, Lee Majors, yeah, from,
0: yeah. Um, The Attack at the North Pole which for some reason has like a random goth working in Santa's workshop like just the goth in the background uh, and you get all that before it, it pans out and we realise it's it's 1980s America and it's not Ebenezer Scrooge but it's Frank Cross who is a TV executive and he's working through the TV ads for the upcoming slate on Christmas that his channel, I think it's IBC is going to be running. And we see these little, like these really random Christmas ads. Like they're obviously satire, but they're quite funny. Um, yeah. I'll let you go first then to kick things off. And I mean, I probably know how you're going to go, but how did
1: you score that? I, lo- I don't we know how it's going to go, but I really love the Europeans of Scrooge because it's that, it's that, um, you think it's going to be one thing and it's completely the opposite. And as an aside, like I was uh, online looking for Christmas t-shirts a couple of weeks ago and uh, saw a like a movie t-shirt for The Night the Reindeer Died, like a movie logo t-shirt, and I, I completely forgot to send it you. It would have been perfect for you. Um, but yeah, I'm 100% going ten nine to Muppets because it's such a great opening because they kind of stay they stay true to the book, like by you know reading words from the book you know the Marlies were dead to begin with and then having like the kind of expanding it with gonzo and making it into a comedy and having the narrators and introducing that kind of world and then having going into a scrooge song that kind of introduces you to the mixed world of the muppets and the humans uh, and singing vegetables which is always amazing um absolutely love it so it's got that, it's got that classic feel whilst not feeling modern but well, i don't want to even say it feels modern it feels classic but fun uh, and a lot of like period pieces obviously don't aren't fun they're very serious and this somehow seems to feel like a period piece even though it's got a load of f- fuzzy felt creatures in it and it, it, it's got a load of fun to it <coughs> scrooge is amazing i love the opening with the with the night the reindeer died and then all of the then the satire and then when he like, shows his advert for the night uh, for the his version of a Christmas carol, and it's fucking dead dark and depressing. It is great, and it's Bill Murray. Like, the when we was teasing what episodes were coming and answer what episode this was going to be, So like this, this film is just Bill Murray being Bill Murray, and it is fucking that's the standout. And he, he you immediately get that from the very beginning, but I can't, it's the Muppets, man, it's the Muppets. Yeah, I, I say I know where you're gonna go with it. So this actually
0: might surprise you because I went ten down in favor of the Muppets. It fucking nice. Suck on that. <laughs> no, oh no. I really like the screws open. I think it's hilarious, and I think the way they mock, like especially in the '80s, like the the mindset and the way they were trying to make things edgy like that, and the way they like spin it on its head and like use it as satire. I think it's so funny. Um The Night the Radio died is fucking golden. And just having just Lee Majors cameo in just that one role. It's so good. And then the stuff with like which they explore further on with IBC's version of a Christmas Carol and the uh the gymnastic version of um Panny Tim. Tim, which is just some like some Olympic gymnast woman. It's like, what the fuck are we seeing here? It's so good. And then screw um Frank's meltdown when he's talking to the his team about how bad it is. And then um, Elliot tra- like speaks up and he's like, just having like a, he's losing his mind to them all saying how he's going to have to kill all of them and stuff. It's so good. And I think it's a good introduction to the character. But like you said, I think having the the Muppets one open up traditionally, but also, but putting that Muppet spin on it, I think it's really effective. Like a lot of Muppet, like Christmas carols open up. Obviously they're setting a lot of them are set in that time. Um, a lot of them do introduce Scrooge, um, like quite similarly but the muppets put that spin on it where you see the environment with them like intertwined into it we get that bit with um gonzo and rizzo at the beginning like narrate narrating the story and the whole fun bit where he's pretending to be charles dickens and he's being called out for it i think it's really fun and i like the musical number at the beginning as well so i actually went 10-9 in favor of muppets as well which yeah that might surprise you awesome. um my scores are actually it's it's a lot more even than you'd think. So my scores might surprise you throughout this. I'd
1: love to tell you what, I've been, uh, I'm doing this as we go. I've not even. Yeah, fought. you're off
0: the cuff, which means the, the the scores where I go first and I go Scrooge, I might have to give some really impassioned speech to see if I can sway you before you give me a score.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's gonna kind of, yeah. That's pretty much
0: it. Uh, we'll move on then to the best ending. Let's move on um, then, because I didn't want to do story because they are exactly the same essentially. Yeah, I mean, The other wouldn't... ways they're different, I think, is the ways we'll compare the different versions of Scrooge. Yeah. So I thought I'd leave it for that. Um, so yeah, we'll do the best ending then because these are fairly different. The The Muppets ending is, like I said, it's a lot more traditional again. It's Scrooge waking up in uh, his bedroom after the crazy events. He sticks, his, he, he sticks his head out the window. He speaks to the little boy at the bottom. like We're seeing almost every version. He sends him off to get the fucking take yeah. or whatever the fuck is. Yeah. Gives the money sees so the men that were begging for charity, sorts them out, goes round to Bob Cratchit's house. Um, do you know what I never understand? And I don't know if it's because Scrooge has got a sick sense of humour, but he, he, he really rediscovers how happy he is. And he's so happy to see him, but when he goes to Cratchit's, he acts like a prick for the first two minutes. And it's like to trick him, he's like, he gets really mean again, only to reveal how nice he is. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, but when I'm in a good mood, and you know this from experience, I will purpose try and wind people up by pretending I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> So what we're
0: saying is everybody's a Scrooge is a little bitch like you.
1: <laughs> I don't like using the word little to describe <laughs> a little
0: bish, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's funny because he always he does that, and it's almost the same in all of them. when he goes around to Cratchits and he acts like a real bean bastard for first couple minutes, and he surprises them all that he's nice again. But I do like in this version with Miss Piggy's like when <laughs> she really fucking hands it his ass to him. I think that's really nice. Um probably shouldn't take a drink mid-speech, but it's killing me. Um, And then in comparison, the ending to Scrooged is quite different where he hasn't very, just... Very, very different. Yeah, because it doesn't all take place in one night. Uh, it's spread across, um, I think it's the entire day. So it's during the daytime when it's all going on and he doesn't wake up in bed. He finds himself in the, the studio where they're filming the live um, showing of A Christmas Carol for IBC and... Frank Cross st- some storms onto the and onto the show and takes over and he just gives a really like impassioned monologue to the camera with Elliot, who has been his enemy chasing him through the film, and now they've teamed up holding like the the, the cameraman hostage with a shotgun. Um while
1: very different.
0: Yeah, while Frank's boss is at home furious and he speaks to the nation um and everyone watching about the spirit of Christmas and how people need to be better and how if you do try, you can be. And if you want to make things happen, you, it's all down to yourself. And he shouts out to Claire who eventually shows up. He speaks to his brother. He gives that speech and it's ended with, um, Calvin Grace's little, uh, nonverbal son coming up to him and speaking, which every fucking time, every fucking time, I in mean, bits, <laughs> And it's 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 a it's a it's a great one. Um, because I'm going to give my score first. I'm not really going to share too much else about either. But I went ten nine in favor of Scrooge here, because I think I said to you this when we were doing the category Carnage episode. Like this almost would have been in my favorite endings across all Christmas movies because it's Bill Murray being Bill Murray in that speech at the end, and it feels so improvised like there's there's moments where he stutters over his words and it feels like it is because it's straight from the heart it's off the cuff it's not rehearsed and I think that makes it feel so much more genuine and the stuff when like the little shout out to his brother when he answers the quiz question and his brother and his friends are fucking freaking out like I love that stuff I love um Elliot helping turning to help him with a shotgun. I think it's wild as hell and the way they tie up um I think it's Bryce, Bryce Cummins, I think his name is. I can't really remember.
1: But I was just about to say, do you love the fact that he, that guy that gets tied up is essentially sexually harassed at the very end?
0: Yeah, I mean, that guy plays uh, Lionel Luthor in Smallville, Lex's dad, and he's one of the most despicable villains for the first half of the show. So it's interesting seeing him, like, again, be like a smarmy bastard, but definitely doesn't deserve that from that creepy woman. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's so good, and the kid... Calvin showed up, and the way that I mean, it's not subtly hinted at; it's quite clearly, like, highlighted. He's going to say it at the end when we keep seeing different parts of the film where he watches screws and he hears the line, and he like nods at his approval at the "God blesses everyone" line. It's it's so good, and it ends with the uh, "Put a little love in your heart" song, which we'll talk about later. Um, I just love it; I love it so much. I like the script, um, the Muppets ending, uh, but I think because it's much more traditional, apart from. Like the Miss Piggy stuff. It feels like it's a lot of stuff we've seen before, so that's why I went with Scrooge.
1: The thing with the Muppets, <laughs> Christmas Carol ending that I really like is that it does the... It is very, like, it's uplifting. It's very... And it adds that humour with Miss Piggy, like you said. So I agree with you. It, but it is way, way more traditional. I also like when... Um, uh gonzo looks at the camera and says uh tiny tim who did not die and like really like emphasizes it to the camera and then it ends with uh, if you like the movie you should read the book which i think is nice a nice touch but yeah i'm going Scrooge as well tonight is scrooge because all the way up from him kind of waking up and then having a gun pointed in his face and we're well, not waking up but coming out of the elevator having a gun pointed to his face and all the way down to um the very end it's just it switches it up so much makes it fresh and you can tell i i don't think we need to guess it's definitely a lot of it's definitely improvised that's bill Mir- bill more like, it's hundred percent bill morriest like just going around the set um i mean there's bits where like he walks up to a woman just gets kissed and then five minutes later he's with the love of his life amazing uh it's all great and uh, the guy with the shotgun what's his name elliot loudamel elliot that's it um <laughs> him because the more drunk he gets the more he sounds like panic from hercules because obviously it's the same actor but he's got such a distinct little, voice hasn't he you can't not hear his voice like and it just makes it even better and then when he starts singing like when he's walking around saying loosen up his party or whatever he says and like starts messing about with people and like again all leading up into the song um and then having all like the ghosts hanging out in the in the like the gantry as well and the guy that died uh hanging with them it just I it's such a completely different ending that's so like in the best way messy, it's just there and it just doesn't kind of end, it just kind of goes on and on, um, but in the best way, the best improvised way um, but it's so uplifted as well and it's so like positive, uh, you can't help but not love it, and I can't Carol uh, Allen as well yeah, yeah. we, we love a bit of Marion, from Indiana Jones, Sheridan yeah but, yeah um... I was yeah. saying
0: Eleanor um, because I mean we'll talk about support of cast soon, but uh, she's fucking fantastic in in that film. And Eleanor was saying like she loves how much of a miserable bastard he is with everyone until he sees her. It's like his heart melts. And I was like, well, can you fucking blame him? Look yeah. at that woman. Yeah. Like I'm the same. I'm watching it. I feel like I'm a part of the relationship. I think she's fucking great. Um, but yeah, yeah. having it that the bit at the end when he's giving the speech and she appears behind the camera, I think it's so good. I love it. That is it's brilliant! It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant ending. Um, we'll move on then to the best Scrooge. Um, because obviously it's a Christmas Carol. What would it be? We are an Ebenezer Scrooge type character. We've obviously got Ebenezer Scrooge in Muppets Christmas Carol, played by the legendary Michael Caine, who just retired this year. That's sad. Yeah,
1: That's... yeah. Because we all saw his picture and thought, "Fuck! Oh no, he's just retiring. It's fine."
0: Yeah. Yeah, they always get you with shit like that, don't you? Especially at this age. You can't share a picture of a celebrity online at that age. And no. Part skips a beat every time. Um, so, yeah, you've got him in that as the more traditional Ebenezer Scrooge versus Bill Murray as Frank Cross playing the the angry, miserable TV executive in the 80s. Obviously, they're very different version of the character. Bill Murray's character is much younger, um, but they're both very good. So how did you score it?
1: Well, Bill Murray's more fast-talking wheeler-dealer. Um, you know, try and get out of trouble with, um, <clears throat> like uses silver tongue to get out of trouble ways. Scrooge, played by Michael Caine, is very classic. Period piece. I mean, there's everybody says it, but I'm just going to repeat what everybody says anyway. He plays it super serious in a cast full of Muppets, and he plays it as if it was like a, a proper play or a, a proper period movie. Um, two massively, massively different ones, and I love both of them, but. I think my heart just will always go to Michael Keynes because he does play it that seriously. And he elevates that. It's again, it's repeated con- constantly, uh, but he elevates it by playing it so serious in all of the stupidity and the seriousness. But even like, you know, he's he's acting against the giant, like these giant puppets, well, muppets. He's like the at death when he's, when he's like, you know, crying in his, like on his knees to death at the end. And again, it's just a giant. It's a giant Muppet, and then when he's talking to the ghost of Christmas past, and it's the little girl, the freaky little, creepy little girl. It's creepier than the deaf one. Uh the C- ghost of Christmas Future is the little girl. Um, but like acting really well against all of them, like talking to Kermit the Frog as if he was talking to a, like a genuine actor. Um, I think he plays it so well and he, he puts across that that classic Scrooge as well. Whereas Bill Murray is Bill Murray, like you if you said he wasn't scrooge and he was just playing bill murray then you can 100 believe it no that's the bad thing i will always take bill murray over literally fucking anybody even as garfield over you know chris pratt but um i don't think he gives anything else other than another bill murray performance which again fantastic but it's nothing special i don't think so yeah 10-9 to michael Kane. yeah that's fair enough
0: i uh I went the opposite this time. This is the first time we disagreed. I went 10 9 in favour of Bill Murray because, like, Michael Kane is great as Scrooge. And I think,
1: like I said, end of there. End of there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. End the
0: podcast there if you want.
1: Yeah, just yeah, shut it off.
0: Never goodbye. <laughs> no, goodbye. No, he is great as Scrooge. And I think the decision to play it as seriously as he did and not like approach it tongue in cheek as many people have with The Muppets and stuff. I think it does work really well for the film, and it does elevate what might not have been as memorable a movie otherwise. Like, if it was anyone else and it was played as if they were talking to Muppets, I don't know if it has the same impact as it did. Um, And he's great. And Michael Caine in general is, like, an icon, and he's had some incredible roles over the years. And he does play Scrooge really well. I think in terms of Ebenezer Scrooge, he's probably my favourite in terms of all the traditional versions of the old man set in, um, is it the 1800s? I think I can't remember the actual time period, but set when it is like the more traditional version, he's definitely my favourite, but I like that Bill Murray gives us a different version of the character. I think seeing Scrooge as a younger man and getting to watch him actually, because we always hear how rich Scrooge is and how successful he is, but because in Scrooge, we get to see why we get to see him working, we get to see the way he interacts and the business does make. So we get to see why he's made it to to where he has. Whereas in uh, Muppets, he's obviously approaching the end of his life and he's not really the same guy. So we don't get to see how or why he made he was successful as he was. Like, at least with Scrooge there's also a bit of charm to him. Like you can understand why someone like Grace works for him because even though he's a miserable bastard there are moments where he's kind of playful with her when he's saying like if he has to work late she has to work late like he needs her and stuff it's not quite as stone-hearted as some of the other versions like with Muppets it's hard to imagine why anyone would work for a Scrooge like whereas Bill Murray's character there's still a bit of charm to it as well
1: yeah
0: I think it benefits as well from being younger that we get to see the love interest and you get to see him interact with so many different people and there is while he's a miserable bastard there's, there's always already that redeeming quality to him like the way he interacts with his brother before he he uh, goes through it or when he says he likes spending time with his brother and stuff you never get to see that in any other version of Scrooge it's always miserable 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 now he's happy whereas Bill Murray's character is different like when he sees um when he sees Carol Allen's character for the first time, I can't remember, I don't know why his name's just completely gone out of my head. Um, when he sees it for the first time, um, he's he's he switches with everyone else. He's miserable, but here he's not. And it's like you get to see the two sides of him early. He's not always that miserable um like bastard. And I like that. And I like the interactions he has with characters. The fast talking Bill Murray stuff always works for me. I love it. He does it in almost everything, especially in that around that time. Like Groundhog Day is the same, exactly the same. There's, there's obviously a lot of it in Ghostbusters as well, and every time he does it, I'm just shine me the fuck up. I love it all. Like the bit in the elevator when the ghost of Christmas Jets Come corners him, and he's like, "That might work for the chicks." <laughs> like it's just, it's <laughs> some of the one liners he pulls out are so, so, so good. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, and it's Bill Murray, and obviously there's been stuff said about B- Bill Murray. Being a miserable bastard in real life and not very nice to work with. But back then, like there were few comedic actors that could just do it like he could. Yeah. So
1: agreed. I I had to go with uh, Mr. William Murray. I agree, but I will disagree in one thing that you said in that, like all other like screwed it, like the Muppets one specifically, is like miserable, miserable, miserable. And then he's like, he's got a turn of heart. Like as he's kind of going through his past, you kind of see that playfulness come out like when he sees his like at the party like the fuzzy wig party like he's kind of he kind of likes sucks he's like he loved used to being there and when the ghost of christmas present turns up and he says i'm a little absent-minded spirit and he has that little laugh he's like i'd say you're a large absent-minded spirit because he's obviously taking up the whole room he's got that little bit of placefulness to him but not as much as bill Murray yeah yeah i think i think I mean, that's fair and i think like what you said of, why would anybody work for him a, the fucking money, but other than that, no, he's a miserable fucker at work. Money, it's terrible money, isn't it? Don't they say it's fucking pay- pennies? I think somebody worked it. I think somebody worked it out. I saw somebody on Twitter work it out. At That like time, like one shilling a day or whatever, or whatever he says in the film would work out at, like seventeen pound an hour or something at, in today's uh, day and age. And be like, yeah, that's fucking all right, isn't it? That says more about
0: like inflation rates in the economy right now that that was still yeah, being yeah. poor back then. So that 17 pounds an hour then would still be poor. Yeah, probably <laughs> that's terrible. But that's that's enough about today's sh- shitty climate. Um that's for a different podcast entirely, I think. Yeah. So so next with the next four categories, we this is we discussed this at like before we started recording because we struggled to come up with 10 different ones because the films are so similar. Um so we decided to split all four different ghosts in their own categories. And we're going to rate each one individually over the next four categories. Because like we said, the ghosts take such an important part to the movie. They're very important characters. And for a lot of them, like you said, they have their own, like they they section the movie up, like they are, like it splits the movie into those little segments. And each part feels like it's own mini story. So it does make sense to rate these characters separately rather than putting them all together because they're all so different. So we'll move on to the best Miley in brackets.
1: We've got no fucking chance here, mate.
0: Miley's. <laughs> um I think I'm first this time, aren't I? So I'll give my answer
1: right now. You've obviously yeah. got get in- it out of the way. You are. So just get it out of the way. The Miley, the Marley, the Marley brothers, because obviously they they've created it into two for this for the Muppets Christmas Carol start are two of my favorite muppets of all time so just to give you a heads up as where well, this is fucking going
0: <laughs> yeah i'm going to be honest i also i mean i haven't even said the name of the fucking Marley's yet you've obviously got jacob and robert Marley in um muppets christmas carol because like you said there's the two because i don't know the names of the actual muppets obviously i'm not really that big a muppets guy but i know right. they're always together they're always the ones like in like the the stands like heckling right
1: yeah, Statler and Waldorf, and they're the ones that are always like, um, yeah, heckling the the Muppets on stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got those two um, playing. Is it Jacob and Robert, which is funny because it's essentially Bob Marley. Is that why they did it? Yeah, I, I don't know. It probably
1: makes sense, but yeah, so you've got Jacob and Bob Marley. Um, <laughs> you in... know what? That's never that has never occurred to me, and now. Really? I'm going to imagine that's the real reason. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I'm going, um, ask, I'm going to ask the internet.
0: But yeah, you've got those guys in Muppets Christmas Carol, and then in, they, I think they were his business partners, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and then in Scrooge, you've got Lou Hayward, who was not Frank's partner, but his mentor. He was the one that gave him his first real shot, and um, he was his boss when he first broke through into the TV like industry, and worked his way up and he's now eventually taken his role.
1: Um, (laughs) So it's because they're ghosts uh, and they're like in chains and um, screaming at him. It's uh, him being named Robert Marley is a reference to Bob Marley and the Whalers. Ah, there you go then. Big Bob Marley getting shout outs by the Muppets. Love to see it.
0: (laughs) Um, So yeah, right off the bat I might as well give him So I went 10-9 in favour of the Muppets as well because while I like uh Lou Hayward's version for the 80s, and I like that he's not just this miserable, like selfish man. He was like a he was more like a womanizer and stuff. Although the moment when he says the women love me, and uh, Frank says you paid for the women, like stuff like that is really funny. And I, I think he's his character was funny in a sense that he felt more modern to the times like a sleazy old tv executive that was like a womanizer he's in a, he's in a
1: golf uniform like golf clothes and he's got a golf ball stuck back in back of his head or I mean. yeah
0: yeah he, he he is funny and i like when we see like bits of him later on in like scrooge's um i mean frank's um when he visits the past and stuff and we see him at the christmas party and we see him trying to take frank and one of the assistants out while his wife's away and stuff. So we really get a feel for the character is and he is good. But having the two Marleys, obviously immediately sets it as a part of something different. And those two Muppets, while, like I said, I'm not a big Muppet guy. Even I know who they are. Like I know the whole stick where the heckle, um, I've been to like Disney world a few times and there's shows there where it pans out and they've got like the Muppets above and they're giving shit to like the audience and stuff like they are known for like that sort of stuff. And the song that they sing, the Marley and Marley song is It's fantastic. It's so iconic. So it was hard not to go in favour of that. No matter, like I said, I I really do think Lou was hilarious, but yeah, Big Jacob and Bob. There's no beating them. You can't beat a character named after
1: Bob Marley. I'm sorry, you can't. No, and I agree. Uh, The Statler and Waldorf are two of my favourite Muppets. They're high up on the list. And having them be the Marleys is fucking perfect. Because they are the miserable bastards of the the muppet world having them be the ones to like Mm. issue that warning is fucking phenomenal and how they the marley and marley song is my favorite song on that soundtrack it's fucking phenomenal it's catchy as fuck and gets straight in your head and you know they also like when they're alive as well it's the first time we ever saw them as muppet fans as younger people with the darker hair and they even do the they even do the um the heckling there when Fozzie gives his speech, and they're like, It was short, we loved it, and it was brilliant. Yeah. And doing the classic Muppets, doing so, yeah. That I mean, easy, easy answer for me because they're just so again, fun but serious. And but put out another classic banger, yeah. They did, yeah. It was, I think that's an easy
0: one. Um, the next one though might not be as easy because now we've got the ghost of Christmas past. I don't really know how you describe the Muppets one as other than like some creepy little CGI angel girl thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not CGI. So so puppetry. That was puppetry. That looked like it was like CGI. That's, yeah, that's no
1: puppetry. All
0: puppetry. She's got like a creepy voice. And then you've got like um the wisecracking taxi driver in Scrooge. So I'll you it's your turn to go first then. I'm not really sure how you'll score this
1: one to be fair. So I'll uh you just have to hear the what you've got. Creepy little girl, genuinely, as a kid, scared me way fucking more than the ghost of uh, uh, Christmas yet to come. She is, her face is creepy. She's ginger, which doesn't help. Like, she's creepy. I actually really like the ghost of Christmas pass from Scrooge. I really like it. So I'm going 10 9 to him. He's so different and he's such a fucking sleazebag and he looks gross. Um, and he, but he's just got this proper fun quality to him, that, and he's, he doesn't really give a shit either, like, as he's looking at the past, he's like, boo-hoo, you had a fucking bad childhood, so did everybody else kind of thing. And it's such a kind of a refreshing take on the Ghost of Christmas Past that is always very much just like, you had a great childhood, or look how bad your childhood was, or well, however they kind of do it it's always more of a sympathetic role whereas this guy is just kind of like fucking buckle up buddy because we're going fucking like who is a shit kind of thing and just carry on um and when he's like uh, is it is it then when he's saying like uh, they always cry when they see the mother and yeah. and, uh, and i mean bill murray's acting when he cries there is not the best but uh it's still fucking hilarious and having me a taxi driver in a Scrooge version that's set in New York kind of feels really, really right. Uh, So yeah, I went 10-9 in favour of of him, because he just, Muppets is is classic and it just goes on that tail as as per normal. Uh, But the the way she's done, because that's not CGI, that's floating material, or a a bit of floating, I think some of it's filmed underwater as well, Um, but done really, really well but creepy as fuck, so for for that reason and for the reason that he's just a better interpretation, I went with him.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I went with him as well because, yeah, I'm really surprised that she, that wasn't CGI. That's really well done, actually. I think it looks, it doesn't look real, but it looks like, it looks like the cgi standards of the 90s which is actually supposed to be a compliment <laughs> like it doesn't look like a like it's a, a muppet or anything like that i think they've, they've done a really good job there um but yeah it is creepy and the way the voice it's i mean i've i think like stuff like that's creepy anyway like in horror movies some of the creepiest characters like like the children it's like the voice children yeah fuck that get out of here
1: Come and
0: play with us, cow. Yeah, those those twins are getting mowed down on that fucking track, that bike. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is creepy. So that, that is a creepy ghost. I mean, the 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 taxi driver though, it's like a complete 180. He's not creepy, he's not like supposed to be scary in the slightest, but he's a real fucking ball buster. And like the way he like terrorizes Frank when he's like upset. And it's so funny when he's when he mentions the fact he's crying and he's like, Oh, you already got the waterworks, and Frank's like I'm just, he just touch a touchy gift. He's like, that's like worth so much these days. Like the way he t- tries to make out it, like it's because he's actually grateful for it. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I like that he doesn't take no shit and he's not willing to be sensitive. He's not there to baby Frank. He's telling him how it is. And when they go to the, the when he takes him to the bit where he's working in the, dog costume on the TV, the live studio TV show, no, and he's in the crowd and he's answering and he's really excited about the questions. I think he's just really funny, like he's great. Um And have you watched the Bill Murray Netflix
1: Christmas special? No, I completely forgot it exists and it pops <coughs> up and it's like, we should watch it, we should out the time.
0: Yeah, I think it's called A Very Murray Christmas, yeah. and uh, there's a point in that where I think the bartender has like a song, a singing moment, and has that like, I recognize this guy, and it's the fucking taxi driver like yeah. 30 that, years later, yeah. Um, so that was fun, but yeah, he's he's great, he's a very good singer as well, actually. in that, so um, yeah, I went 10 9 for him as well because, like you said, it's something different and it matched the time period and the setting perfectly. Like having it as a taxi driver and having him show up at the end, like the callback at the end when he shows up to make sure Claire gets to. Frank, yeah, it's Like it's, it's 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 just great stuff. So yeah, I went with him as well. Um the next ghost up
1: then is the ghost no, hold on, before we move, if I was to get in a taxi and I saw that guy, I'd probably wait for the next fucking one.
0: Oh yeah. I know. His fucking teeth look like he's been smoking fifty seven cigarettes a day for god knows how long. He's he's rough. He is rough. Fuck. You wouldn't want to know where you live, would you?
1: No. Nah.
0: Take him to a false address, get out and walk for 20 minutes just in case. Um, but yeah, we'll move on then to the the, the best ghost of Christmas presents. Um, these are very, very different again. The the Muppets is the what, what's the I don't know this character it's the giant one, though, right? Is it is this yeah. a character that's been in before, or what?
1: no, no, they're all the ghosts were designed specifically for the film, so this is not a Muppet that's been in before.
0: So it's like the giant um version that eventually shrinks himself down to be more at um scrooge's level and he's quite light-hearted compared to the first one which was fucking straight up terrifying he's just like he's really like easy going and he likes like he has a laugh and he keeps repeating himself uh which is quite hilarious at the beginning when we first introduced to him and he has that another really catchy song with the christmas song is it called that? feels like christmas yep that's a great tune. That's a fucking great tune. And he has—he is—he's the first where Scrooge is proper going for it. Like at that point, like he's got that dancing bit, and it, it, that's the first like where he's like really lightening up. That's probably the most comical and like Muppet like uh, Michael Caine gets in it when he's like singing and dancing with a giant fucking Muppet. Um, but he's great fun. And then in Scrooge, you've got Carol Kane's weird angel-like fairy. Who just beats the piss out of Frank? Like she's got the it's weird because she's got like the really like babyish cuddly voice. Like she would be the one to like coddle him in the classroom, But then she beats him up. And the way like she switches her voice at times where she like she gets really fierce when she shouts him, like, it's so funny. So, how did you score that?
1: 10 9 to the Muppets. Because he is my favorite, like out of the three, he is my favorite ghost. And out of all the non-muppet characters that have, have been in all the different Muppet films like non-traditional Muppet movies the ones that are created specifically for like he is one of the best I also look like I like that he's the ghost of Christmas present so he's absent he's always his mind's always on the moment which is that why he's always repeating the come here and know me better man and I love I, I just love his look he's clearly like modeled off like a Santa or a Saint Nick and as the present looking at the present goes on he gets older and older he lives in the moment and as that moment's passed he he dies and fades away like, it's really good and it's kind of tragic as well that he kind of just moves on um but i like the song second favorite song on that soundtrack uh, i like that he does start big and it's like really like joyous and as soon as you meet him he, he immediately like <clears throat> opens up scrooge he turns him attention into it he brings out all of the the lightness in like lightheartedness in scrooge um, and then as he shrinks and then in the song it's like he you know shrinks down to the mice size as well um and the way he goes around and shows him everything um in the in the present i just think it's really good it's just that he's just a really joyous light-hearted muppet it's clearly as well very technically well done because it's clearly a guy in a suit um but with Puppetry and muppetry or Muppetry in happening at the same time with the head, it just looks brilliant. Like the beard being all wispy and everything, just absolutely brilliant. And compared to the fucking Scrooge one, where she just beats the shit constantly out of him, just in places it doesn't even make sense. I'm sure there's a bit where she grabs his. I'm sure I remember there's a bit where she grabs his tie and just fucking headbutts him, just for fucking no reason and knees him in the balls and shit. I I I will admit, like that's. She's my least favorite out of the ones. Completely probably opposite. She's my least favorite out of the ones in Scrooge because I just don't get. I can't like. I just don't get it. Like I just don't get why why it is that way. I mean, it's funny, but I just don't get it. So I think that's part of why I don't like it as much. But um, it is funny, and I do like the way she fucking screams at him when she's angry at him. But it just doesn't just doesn't hit for me. Not as much as. Um, the ghost of Christmas Present in in Muppets Christmas Carol, anyway.
0: Yeah, I've disagreed with you again here. I've gone ten nine in favour of uh, Scrooge's Scrooge's version because, like, I think the the violence is funny, but I also think the moments where like when they go to his brother's house and they're doing the quiz and she's really excited to answer the question and she like she reads she says it to him as if he's not there like as if he can't hear it. like she reads the question to him like he's a 2-year-old child and he's like I'm not I'm not deaf and um when she when he says that the answer is really easy and she like acts upset that she uh, she's like shot Like, oh like cuz she thought she knew it like she's just really funny and i think it's a really strong performance and the stuff with like the toaster when she knocks him and like just that's how she gets around just like beating him up i mean it's it's just really slapstick stuff and i think it works well for the the movie i do like the muppets version and i do think out of the three ghosts in that i think it's probably my favorite because not
1: moving well for the next for the next <laughs> for the next round
0: i mean you don't know how i feel about the scrooge version in the next round either
1: that's very true
0: um but yeah i think they're both good, and I think they're both funny in very, very different ways. I think the Muppets one's got a great fucking song, a great, great song. I love it. I really do. I think that's actually my favourite song from the film.
1: Yeah, um, great song.
0: But I think going off the character and the performance from Carol Kane as like the actress, like the way she like switches up, because she spends so much time with... The really like the babyish voice, and when she switches up and she goes, really like it's like growling at him, it's a bit like, um, has you ever watched Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. So, there was it's, um, I think it's Howard's wife, oh, like yeah, yeah. she's obviously got the normal voice, but when she gets angry and she like switches, that's what it felt like, um, mm-hmm. watching her. So, I, I think I appreciated that one more because you can see the actress putting in the work. Um, I think that's what tipped it over for me just because it's. Was down like a lot of it became to her performance individually. Um, could, she Michael, could
1: she get Michael? Could she get Michael Caine to do this?
0: <laughs> no, it, but well, she might do because if he did it, she might have smacked his head right fucking <laughs> into a toaster. Um, yeah, we'll move on then to the the last ghost, which is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I mean, is there really much to say about either of these?
1: Or are they just essentially yeah, just I, like the joking spirited uh they just pretty much are there to stand there and point yeah uh, they're both you know voiceless except for the, the the main difference between muppets and um scrooge is that muppets is very you know looks like death just without the scythe he's got the big hood it's sort all of ruffles uh, and he's got like a weird rather than like anything that you can see it's just got like a massive gate it kind of looks like one of those dune sandworms but instead of teeth it's just fucking blackness um and then scrooge has the television screen it's just like really distorted then he looks inside and it's all like the fucking mangled bodies and stuff so in terms of character there is no real character they're just there to be there big and menacing i think i think we're talking about design here rather than rather than the thing and i Would go Scrooged just because it's got that little bit extra, and it adapts that modern, like the Ghost of Christmas Past adapts to being in New York, and I don't really know. Again, I don't really get the Ghost of Christmas Present in Scrooge, but like having the Ghost of uh, Future Christmas yet to come, Christmas Future, having it being a TV screen, which is his life essentially staring down at him and then having all just having that extra kind of body horror inside of him um just being all creepy for no apparent reason other than to just be fucking creepy just a nice cool design choice i love the you know i do like the ghost of christmas future in the muppets it's a great design um but it's just very very basic um whereas at least scrooge is doing something a bit more fun with the and a bit very very different with the design of the character rather than, yeah. just being another, rather than just being another kind of like death type sim- symbol. Yeah. Uh, like you I said, can, sorry, before you go, how can Scrooge not know what's fucking coming or Frank? How can they not know? It? He looks like death. Come on. You know what's like that? That's the biggest spoiler there
0: is. Yeah. But the thing is, there's that earlier one when he accuses it of being the ghost of Christmas Jets coming. It's just the actor in, in costume <laughs> ready for the show. And he's like, he's like, you come for me, and he's like, no, this just guy working the source. And the next time he thinks it's the same guy, which is a really funny interaction when he, in the lift yeah, the, when he when he his tie out. I think it's really fun. I, obviously, there's not much personality in either, and like you said, it is a lot down to the design. So I went with Scrooge as well because, I mean, the design's effective in it's it works in the mall. That's why this course is very rarely different in any version of the character, um, and. The Muppets one is the, is very much the classic design. It's bog standard, but it works. Whereas I like that the Scrooge one, like you said, it 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 ch- changes things up to match the modern, the not modern now, but at the time, to match that um, contemporary style and having the TV and even just the way he's introduced when he comes through the television. You've got all the different screens, but it's just the bottom one where he starts appearing and he eventually takes over on them all. Like it's it's a really nice way to introduce the character and. Like you said, the stuff when he opens up the robe and all the different bodies are in there. And it's like, I I don't really know what it is. Like, is it supposed to be like the souls of the people that weren't redeemed? I don't know. I don't know if that's
1: what it's It's supposed to be. be Like he's the last kind of hurdle. And if they don't redeem by then, they're fucking absorbed into his body. It's it's supposed to be like the yet to come things. Maybe like
0: that's like a hint of the future. I don't know if that's true or not, though.
1: I don't know this. You'll probably know it and if we don't know it, we know somebody who will. Is there a horror movie that's scrooged? Is it like a horror movie of Scrooge?
0: I don't I don't know. I've never heard oh, of it. One. I mean, we know someone that probably watched it and gave it five stars on Letterboxd, but
1: I've not you heard know of one. What? Side note, because we is uh, the best person to talk about when we talk about Letterboxd. He told me he watched the fit like a video record, the first ever like video recording that lasted like 20 seconds of somebody in the 1800s recording a video of a star and he rated it on that <laughs> vlog. He's getting a fucking <laughs> Yeah, no, do, like think, do you not think of like a, a Christmas Carol kind of version, a horror version where the Scrooge is like a mass murderer so when you go into the past you see like his first kill and then the current kills and then like what will be his end like how will he be fucking yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, I bet there's one there's gotta be one out there. Yeah, well they've just
0: made um, I don't know if I'd said to this to you on a previous episode, but they've just made a horror slasher re- like version of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh right, yeah. Called It's a Wonderful Knife. You did tell me that, yeah. I've not seen it, but it's essentially apparently she stops a mass murder like thing a year in the past, and then after a year she's struggling so she wishes she was never born, and then she gets to see what life would have been like if she didn't stop it and it carries on and the guy that did it is just still there. So I've not seen it, but it, I mean, it sounds weird. It
1: sounds great.
0: I mean, I'll probably watch it at some point, but. Yeah, you're definitely watching it on Christmas Day. No, not if Eleanor has anything to say about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I went 10-9 in favor of the Christmas yet to come as well, then, because it is just a more interesting design. Um, There's not really much else to it because they are so close. And for a while I thought about ten ten in it, but I think those little those little differences are what pushes it over. Like if if Muppets had done something like even a little different like they did with the others, like just put like a different twist on it, it would have changed it, but they didn't. And I do like what you said about like the the spirited one where
1: like they actually commented on it. Um, which it's is quite funny. That he, he just, he always wants to say something but doesn't, can never fucking do it. And then when he finally does it, it's dead shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we agree on that one then. We've got the score is very, very close as we uh, come into the final three categories then.
1: That's well um, score everything Muppets from now on, got you? <laughs> uh,
0: the next one, we've got the best supporting cast.
1: Yeah, fuck. Uh,
0: this one, it's it's hard this one for me actually because on in Muppets you've got the Muppets, you've got Kermit as Bob Cratchit, you've got Miss Piggy, who is actually given criminal criminally nothing to do. Like they needed to find something extra for her in that film. Like yeah. it's surprising what, how little
1: she's got. What she does with her time, and I love the when I look oh, this is my favorite thing about the Muppets. When you start talking about them, you talk about them as the, the real fucking people. I love it so much. But like when she's in it and when she has scenes, she like Proper makes the most of it. Like, at the end, uh, when you first see him, like, when they first come home, and, like, after Tiny Tim has died, like, that moment with Piggy when she's um, crying over the cooking and trying to, you know, not look sad in front of the two daughters, fucking gets me every time.
0: Yeah, she it is, it is a solid... I just wish they'd done more with her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've obviously got, like we said, um, the two at the beginning, Gonzo and Rizzo playing... Charles Dickens and stuff you've got those guys they follow the story pretty much throughout apart from when um, <laughs> the Ghost Christmas yet to come shows up and they're just like fuck this we're out <laughs> um, yeah. you've got all the Muppets you know, that show up throughout like I said I'm not a big Muppets guy so I don't know the names for like the different ones that show up like the ones playing like the charity workers and stuff or um, all of those guys do you know what's wild to me is what's the what's the character that plays his old boss called his old Fuzzy Fozzy, Fozzy Wink is it
1: Oh uh, well, yeah, Fozzie Bear. Yeah.
0: So, in the most of them, he's actually called Fozzie Wing, right? In I just what? assumed that was like a Muppets thing. Fozzie
1: Wing.
0: Yeah, I just assumed that'd be like a Muppets name, but that's what he's called in most of them, which is fucking wild. I think.
1: Oh, that's good then. That's the nice last piece. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a Muppet. I might name. have just
0: made that up, but I, I feel like he is. Um, maybe I've just made that up. <laughs> of well, um, the, two,
1: the two charity workers are called. Uh, well, that Beaker is the one that meeps. Who gives him the? Oh yeah. And the 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 green one's Doctor Bunsen So you got Doctor Bunsen and Beaker because in the Muppets they're scientists.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've
1: I remember them in um, a couple of things I've seen. Then well, like you got Fozzie, you've got uh, Sam the Eagle, who in goes to Christmas Past. Who is his teacher? And Sam the I, not to I, I mean I tend not to Muppets easy, but um like the sound of the eagles like the all-american thing so it's dead funny when they do the um it's the american way it's like uh, that whispers in his ears like it's the british way and then <laughs> yeah i fucking love it but uh, yeah like you say you got you got miss piggy and you got all the rats which are staples but for me it's it's all the side i love side muppets like nothing is better to me than when they make vegetables and fruit and everything when they make food into muppets and they have mouths and little beady eyes and make them sing and talk fucking love him i love it when they do that i've got sweetie chef Swedish chefs in there at the party he is my favorite i oh, know it's a toss up between Swedish chef and fozzy but they're my two favorite muppets but no matter how good the scrooge cast is and it is great with um Elliot being uh, my favourite because again he reminds me of Hercules. Um but you can't compete and I fucking dare you. Oh, you're fucking gonna do it as well, you piece of fucking shit. Fucking right I am. It's an entire cast of Muppets. Oh you? Me so angry. No, I don't I don't know the Muppets
0: like that, man. <laughs> but they're so joyous and fun. I don't fuck, I don't fuck with the Muppets. <laughs>
1: They're not my boys. You I've you. Very few things. They're they're good. I enjoy. You know, it. As I was as I was saying it. As I was saying, you can't compete again. I knew you. I knew exactly what you was fucking gonna do. You fucking
0: of right, shit. I am. Because first of all, like I said, Bryce Cummings, who plays Lionel Luthor in Smallville, is John Glover. One, a, a fucking truly tremendous, tremendous actor who, um was also in batman forever. Oh really? That what batman a great
1: scientist. what a great film to stick he in, was
0: in to. he was in the walking dead he was in the first Shazam he did a lot of stage stuff. Like he's actually apparently he's actually really truly accomplished actor. I've not really watched too much of his stuff I can't lie but Lionel Lufa in Smallville. <laughs> so you just kidding. you just sensational. I also think um, Elliot Second to none, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. He was really fucking funny, really, really funny. Um, Carol Allen as Claire, the love interest, like I said before, I can see why he's all about it. I can see why she's the one that melts six here. I think she's great, she's so charming. And the way she's like, even when he's like rude, she's she's just like, Why, why being like that? Like, fucking chill out, like, she doesn't rise to it. Um yeah. I think Grace is a great character. I get to see her home life and as a single mom with all the different kids and the way the little Calvin who doesn't speak, when they decorate him with a Christmas tree. And him saying, obviously, with Tiny Tim in most of the stories, it's not like a nonverbal child. So it's, I mean, the moment when he says the God blesses everyone is always a nice moment, but it hits more with, for me, with Calvin saying it in this um just the entire cast, the random fucking old man that's like with the animal and um with the mice when uh Frank tells him to staple the antlers to its head, and when uh, Claire's like, you better not, and he was like, I would never. He was like, I love I would never do anything to this little guy. And he starts listing off the animals that he's got that he won't hurt like he's talking to the RSPCA. I think it's so funny. Um, the random woman that is like the health inspector, and she tries to shut things down, and then she gets swatted oh, by like eight different things. Yeah. She's great. Um the, the homeless man who eventually dies, he's got like three scenes and it still somehow really hits hard when he's when Frank finds him, like frozen to death, like under, underground. I think that's a really emotional scene. So that, that guy's not even got much, but when, when he does show up, it really works. Um, like Elliot, just his life, falling apart within one day of being sacked like he's been fired and in 24 hours he's drinking spirits on the street like whose life just collapses that quickly it's fucking so funny it's like the entire cast I just think is brilliant and like I do like the Muppets cast but the Muppets aren't something I've ever really been that bothered about like they're fine but like I said I couldn't even name most of them so son of a bitch um so yeah 10-9
1: what I love about yeah, but what I love about the Muppets, even though you're always consciously aware you're watching the Muppets and they that they are Muppets, like you never forget the Muppets. I'm not trying to say that you forget you're watching a frog and a pig and a bear and a weird nose thing and a rat. Um, like you never forget that, but you kind of do forget it because it just all of sudden, it just feels natural. Like it's not like some weird CG creature that looks out of dated or whatever. Yeah. It always kind of feels natural and you get invested in, like say we talk about them as if they're real people and you're talking about their acting and stuff like that. Um So that's one of the, one of the reasons I love it that, and they're just so fucking joyous. Like when Rizzo, yeah, when they're lighting the lamp and like Rizzo's like, like the, like the lamp, not the right, like the lamp, not the right. And all, all the fucking funny quotes that they all get, like, I, I mean Rizzo again like when he uh, climbs over the fucking gate and then he forgets his jelly beans we so just walk straight through the gate to get them. the fucking breaks me and it's those like kind of small muppetisms that I really really love that you just I just don't think you can replicate anywhere else with any other kind of character that they just work perfectly for it and like I say you can watch a fucking little fell frog that's got like a weird little hump and a little cough and like be genuinely sad when you know he's dead um and be sad that it's kermit the frog fucking talking about it and that's why i love it i do like the scrooge cast like as you're talking for i'm like yeah they're fucking great fucking great but can't be the muppets for me i'm afraid i'm a muppet boy in fact I've, i keep looking at him all, all the way through talking about it Uh i had a ghost i've got a ghostbusters lego set and then when they released the Muppet Lego earlier this year, or was it last year? I can't remember. I just took off all the heads and just replaced them with Muppets. So I've got Ghostbuster Muppets next to my Ghostbusters Ecto-1 car. That's quite fitting
0: that you've, one of your, those Ghostbusters, Bill Murray, has just been replaced by a Muppet.
1: Yeah. 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 He's been replaced by a Kermit. Uh,
0: I mean, at least it's the, like, one of the main Muppet, so.
1: Well, in reality, he probably should be fuzzy because he's the Joker bear, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, he makes some good points about the Muppets, but ten down screws. Yeah, not changing mind
1: is what you're saying. Yeah, not at all, not at all. No, not I've noticed. What I've noticed in this is we never actually change our score based on what we say. Maybe the maybe the podcast should be more about me trying to change your score and you trying to change mine.
0: And there was one when you changed yours. <laughs> there was, and it fucked me right at the end. Was we'll it on? We'll <laughs> on? Yeah, I talked about the the importance of strong female characters, and you bottled it. <laughs>
1: I'll take it back. They're not needed. <laughs> uh, um, so we've got two categories left then. We've got. Actually, I'm, the I'm not taking it back. <laughs> Strong female power. Because at some point, I know you'll probably cut that out or use it against me at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah,
0: that's like six categories in a row, I think there was something like that where it's all cast. So we'll move on then to the music in both. And I'm going to say right off the bat, there's no fucking. There's no arguing. This one is the. even fucking try it. I can give it as good a fucking go as I want, but it's not happening. It's I'm not even going to bother talking about it. It's Muppets. Muppets ten nine.
1: Um, Muppets is more of a musical anyway than Scrooge. Yeah. Scrooge has some great musical moves, especially at the end. Um, but no, you. Even if if you tried, I would probably just close this Zoom call down and fucking, no, not doing this podcast anymore. No fuck you. you no,
0: must... in good conscience, I can't. Because like you said, The Muppets is actually a musical, first of all. So there's so many different musical numbers. And some of them I really, really enjoy. Like I said, the uh, Feels Like Christmas one, I think is great. Um, the Marley and Marley one, I really like. And then you compare it to Scrooged, where the song at the end is fantastic. Like, I love it so much. When everyone sings it, I think it's such a, a good way to end the film. And it's just a really catchy song, which I hadn't really, I hadn't heard before the movie. And apparently, it was a, it was a fairly decent hit. But then after the movie, it became huge again, which is a, a nice effect for it. But it's a really nice way to end it. But other than that, there's not really much music aside from the score, which I do think is really well done in certain areas, like the bits where he's in the restaurant and the the waiters. He keeps like hallucinating that the way it's on fire, so like the score then is so like ominous, uh, like it's kind of creepy, but um, it's really effective. And I do like the score and I like the song at the end, but the Muppets is just it's got some straight mobs, so yeah, I couldn't as much as I like Scrooge, I couldn't even argue that there's no chance. Molly
1: Marley and Marley's is my favorite. I love um, <clears throat> feels like Christmas, but I also really love just Kermit and um, Tiny Tim walking down the street. Uh, doing the doing the scatting um tis the season uh song really really love it but all like all, and the at the end as well when they when they all like that's how the film ends with a with a well it's actually a, a reprise of a song that's cut so there's a song in the, the ghost of christmas past when him and his girlfriend or fiance break up and you can watch that version on disney plus now <clears throat> Um but there's a song that's cut about um like losing the love between them um, and weirdly the end of the film is a repeat of that song that isn't in the final film but it works it still works I, I just really love it yeah
0: it's nice that they both end with some really strong musical numbers like what better way to end a Christmas film than with a good fucking sing song? You just can't, you fucking can't. And one where it like goes through the cast and shows random people that popped up in the movie earlier singing along. You fuck yeah. it, it's it's an easy win, straight up easy fucking win. It always does well. I love it. Um, both endings with the songs are great, but the Muppet songs it's there's too many for screws to even compete. Like it's a musical. No no normal movie is ever gonna win a music round against a musical like. The no. songs are so catchy as well. Like it's not that there's just it's not that it's just quantity, but it's also quality. Like there's some really good stuff in there. So it's that's probably the easiest round I've scored.
1: Yeah, and I mean the Scrooge song has probably got one of the best lyrics in any song of all time when you have when they say no cheeses for us, Mises. It's just fucking brilliant. It's just it's like a, a nice fucking little line in it. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's it then, one last category.
0: These scores are ever so close. Are
1: um, you adding them up as we're going along, or are you waiting yeah, until...
0: Yeah, I've been adding them up, yeah, I've got it all written down here.
1: It's been going back and forth, it's quite interesting. So so basically, I don't know if my if I can tip the scales to my film, but you know if you can tip the scales to yours.
0: Yeah, that's true, actually, that is true. But the last category is Legacy, and I don't know who the fuck I'd be trying to kid if I said that the Scrooge legacy was better than the Muppets. So I've gone yeah. ten down in favour of Muppets.
1: Yeah, ten in favour of Muppets, for sure. Scrooge, I think- I'll, 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 like, ever since you introduced me to it last year, it's, it will be one of those films that I would, like, look forward to watch each Christmas. Not with Grace, she hates it. But I will look forward to watching it each Christmas. Um, and it is really good. But I don't think many people know about it, especially, like, modern people. Modern people, younger people, is what I meant to say. My um, age range, me? No, definitely younger because you're getting <laughs> on a bit now, mate. I mean, not. I I realise that within six months I will be thirty-five, but oh, I'm God. Gonna, I know, but I am still going to push that you are getting on a bit. Um, and I, yeah, I love I love Scrooge. It's definitely going to be in the rotation. I think more people should watch it. But everybody knows about More Pits Christmas. It's one of those that you just need to watch at Christmas, and it's a feel good one. And I think it it's one of those where no matter what age you are, you can watch it. And it's one of those where, like if not if, well, if and when I have kids, it'll be, I'll be able to show it to them. It won't age because it's kind of ageless. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, like, coming when we started this, we said these are our two favourite versions of A Christmas Can. There's been so many, but Muppets is probably the most universally loved. This, that's the one that I think Almost everyone will point as being the best, so there's no question at all that the legacy is so much better. It's aged better for modern fans. It's still so accessible to younger audiences. I mean, a large part of it is probably because it is the Muppets, and kids, no matter what age, can put that on and they'll they'll love what they love it. The Muppets are like it's like an age this thing. Whereas Scrooged is a lot, it's a lot more for mature audiences because there's a lot of scary stuff and there's a lot of foul language. I can't believe I almost got through, by the way, before even talking about Bill Murray's comment when he's like, I want to see her nipples. <laughs> and you straight up can't, when it pans out, you can see it. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's a Christmas film, for Christ's sake. Um, but yeah, I think the the scary elements to and the fact is from much more mature audience, it hasn't aged as well. And a lot of people have, it's weird. A lot of people, it's, I was reading up on it yesterday and, it's like fifty-fifty. Where when it came out, some people said it was too mean-spirited, but others said it was too sentimental. So I'm like,
1: this doesn't really I, add up. It doesn't really. I would, where do you, Where do you fit? in? Where yeah, I
0: I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's either. I don't think it's too mean-spirited or too much sentimental. Anyway. I think it's perfect. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so I, I was too much of anything. I think it's great. I would say it's probably one of those films, like you know, Violent Night and stuff like that, where it's a footy it, they can be seen as fun christmas movies but they are they do have like a darker edge to them it is a i would i would probably fall in the camp of it is a bit more mean spirited um but it doesn't stop it from having a like i said earlier like a massive positivity to it as well like when it comes to the end um but i think it comes off as mean spirited because it's more modern like you can kind of get lost in the fantasy and the you know the dickensianness of it all like when it's set in the 1800s or Victorian or whatever that time period is, um, but because it's modern and you see people like dying on the street and um, all that kind of, and you know, it's more relate. I think even though it's ages, it's still more relatable. So it becomes it feels a lot more mean because you can kind of see a bit more real life into it. Whereas I, I, I still think it's got like a lot of positivity in it, but the Muppets is just. Even in the dark parts, even the parts when he's sad, it's just, it's still brimming with hope and positivity and that nice, like, redemption positive feeling in it. You know, I, I don't think you feel the redemption in Scrooge as much as you do um, Muppets because of he's still living day to day between each visit rather than it all just ca- kind of happening and kind of turning. Um, and it's because it's Bill Murray at the end. You, just, I just don't feel like you get that massive kind of redemption thing. So maybe that's part of why it's not as, you know, universally loved as as Muppets. But again, it is definitely due to the age thing. It's one of those films you watch when you're older. But you're gonna, if you're watching things thing from as a kid, you're gonna love it for a lot longer. Like I, I, there's loads of films that I like that are trash because yeah. you love him as a kid. Like, Jingle All The Way is shit. If you look at it objectively, it's shit. But because I've yeah. seen it as a kid, it's a fantastic movie. And I love watching it. Not like, like eight, but, eight out of nine Star Wars movies and all. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is the worst. <laughs> Phantom Menace is the GOAT. Phantom Menace is the GOAT. I cannot wait till May. <laughs> if we do what we what I've said I want to do for... Start, i can't wait
0: <laughs> yeah that would be good
1: um but yeah
0: i i understand why it's not as loved like you said it is way more adult and it, there is a lot more of a mean spiritedness to it like even stuff like the ghost of christmas present just attacked like beating him up and yeah. the homeless man inserting that to really drive home like the importance of taking care of people around you like that's not something for kids like Cause that yeah. The homeless man frozen to death with that smile on his face is quite fucking terrifying. Like it's a creepy scene um, and the, the, the souls in the ribcage of the ghost of Christmas yet to come, it's terrifying. Um, it isn't a family friendly movie. It's definitely from kids as uh, older kids. I mean, I still think kids can watch it, but I don't think it's for Your children. I think teenagers is fine i think i first watched when i was maybe like 11 12 and i loved it from there. <laughs> and huh?
1: and you turned out fine yeah exactly That turned out what, brilliantly what i do like about scrooge is that you don't really see much in these kind of stories is that the ghosts seem to be having an effect on the world as it's happening as well like you say with a cab driver he picks them up at the end like and helps her get to where she needs to be um so she's there at the end so it and you know like the thing you don't kind of see that when he's when he's he's getting the quiz, and then at the end he's like he he says the answers. You don't really ever get the sense like in all other adaptations, you always get the sense that it's it's a dream and that he's waking up from it, um, rather than he's actually done it. And this one he's he's physically like living it, which I do really like. But again, Muppets is just it's just joyous. Like in everything they do, like it feels like a period piece. With Muppets, and then, like, when the ghost of Christmas Pass flies off, and they've got the grappling hook and grab onto them and fly away with them, and stuff like that. Just those little added pieces just add to the joy and like the hope of the entire film. And it just, I just think it elevates it and it, it'll keep it timeless. It's definitely going to be because it's the, the effects on it are mostly practical, except for like a few like screen warps and sparkles and stuff. It's all practical, so it, it, it will hold up forever, I think as a classic Christmas movie
0: yeah I think that's that's the most important bit I think Scrooged while a great movie is an 80s movie and it feels like an 80s movie whereas Muppets could be made tomorrow it could be made 50 years ago it'll always feel the same and I think the last part of that is the, period, the, the fact it's a period piece but also with the Muppets it doesn't age, the technology will never look poor, like it always looks as good as it did the day it was released and I think that has definitely given it legs so yeah, there's no doubt that that has a better legacy, and I've got the scores here now. It's very close.
1: It's 191. So I'm going to say, uh, based off. Oh, uh, no, because you kind of, you kind of have given it to Muppets for a few times.
0: You've, we've both surprisingly been fairly even. Like yeah, I thought, yeah. we I thought you'd be one very one sided.
1: Yeah, it's not like yeah. jo- it's not like uh Josh when we did the Spider Man, where he just ranked Spider Man, uh Tom McGuire, Spider Man, last in everything. Oh yeah. yeah, he's probably got a picture of Tom McGuire as a fucking dartboard in his bedroom for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> he he pretty he gets custom made uh, toilet paper with Tom McGuire's face on each on each sheet. So uh, I'm,
0: I'm I'm seeing Josh on Saturday. We've got each other Christmas presents. And I wish now that I've got him some Toby Maguire Spider Man themed stuff by him. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. I don't
1: think I've got anything that I could even give you to just to give it to him. <laughs> but that's brilliant. Um, I'm gonna say, I wish I've been keeping track. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think Muppets came out on top. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a risky guess. So it's 191
0: to 189 in favor of a Muppets Christmas Carol. It fucking is. Yeah, Muppets one. I think that's fair to be honest. Like Scrooge is my favourite, but I've got no problem in like admitting that Muppets is the most beloved universally, and it is a really good fucking movie. So it's not like me favourites against some trash. Yeah. I mean it's it's a fair it's a fair battle, I think.
1: What was the it, last time we did two favourite films? Was it was it literally the first episode we did Back to the Future and Ghostbusters? Yeah, Back to the, yeah, the Future Ghostbusters, I think. So it's 1 1. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know what else there is. No, I think it's more, de- not that it's more deserving. They're two very different versions of adaptations. But I mean, from everything we've just said, it's a classic that's not going to age. It's got Muppets in it. You can't fucking beat that. Clearly, for everyone. mine's the fucking winner. Um, and <laughs> it, yeah, it's for everyone. Everybody can watch it. I think. Even like the grumpiest old shit could watch it. Even the grumpiest old Scrooge could watch it and feel uplifted. Whereas Scrooge is very much a different beast in its in itself and it is way more of a comedy and way more like poking fun of itself as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's it. I think like you said, anyone can watch it, whereas Scrooge, I think you've got to have a certain type of sense of humor. And you've yeah. got to be in a certain mood to watch that one, I think. Whereas yeah. Muppets, you could put that on with your mum, you could put it on with your granddad, you could put it on with your kid. Like anyone will enjoy that film, I think. Um
1: <laughs> Unless you're miserable. Like, if you watch that you're like, nah, fuck this, then shut yourself out. I think the biggest red flag to me is anybody telling tells me they don't like anything Muppets. Yeah. If they say they don't like the Muppets, it's a red flag.
0: It's just like cheer up a bit. Life's not
1: too serious. Yeah. It's a talking frog. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's definitely Those two are definitely my favourites, so I wasn't too fussed with which one, to be, fact, to be honest. I think this is a good result. It's a close one, way closer than I thought it would be. I thought... I mean, I knew mine would be fairly close.
1: I thought, I thought when we first said we were going to do it, I thought it'd be a tie. Did you? Well,
0: you think it, was oh, it 10 man, going to be 10-9 across the, the, the board on each side? Yeah. No. I knew I'd be fairly close. I didn't think yours would be as close a score, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I surprised myself, but it's, you know, I love The Muppets. He's definitely my favourite my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, but there are parts of scrooge that i do prefer in terms of like the ghost of christmas future and the ghost of christmas past and stuff like that so yeah also, we went like this entire episode without mentioning the fact that um kermit the frog and miss piggy have two daughters who are perfectly good perfectly normal pigs which Weird. i don't know how that works but the frog the frog must be the reject like the um degenerative gene because they have one frog child and it's all
0: yeah, cripple. Yeah, it's weird how it works. At least we Shrek. They just mix the donkeys and dragons together. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the
1: genetics is. we want to see. I've never understood Miss Miss Piggy and Kermit, but that's no, part
0: it's of the strange game. one. It is a strange one. Um, but no, that's good. I think it's interesting. That was actually tied into the very last round. If even was the score that last round different, it would have been a different score. But. Um, the legacy was hard to argue. So yeah, one hundred eighty nine, one hundred ninety one. Sorry for Muppets Christmas Carol and one hundred eighty nine for Scrooge. We have a winner. Um, our first Christmas Carol episode. There's like fucking one hundred and fifty versions of that film we could do. The next year we'll do.
1: Yeah, there's so many to choose from. Gary versus some like dead serious version.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Albert Finney's from the seventies. Oh no, I think that's a musical actually. I don't
1: think that's serious. Um we could find the uh, i'm sure we could find the um horror i bet there's a horror movie will probably-
0: oh, it'll, it'll be on a certain friend's letterbox so
1: yeah uh, we'll ask him
0: <laughs> but yeah that brings another show down
1: to an end then in our second christmas episode and now christmas is over
0: yeah that's fucking tragic um look, fortunately though we haven't even said it yet but this episode should be out christmas eve so merry christmas eve to all to celebrate, which we're is
1: probably everyone that watches. We're fingering, we've got our fingers crossed. we pardon, <laughs> <laughs> fingers, fingers. Yeah, no, it'll be out,
0: should be fine. There's not three of us and a hundred different ways to try editing this time. So,
1: I've got to try not to die between now and putting it out. Yeah, very true, very true. Nice. Um,
0: got a busy couple of days as well, so I'll have to find oh, that makes it better, yeah. I'll figure it out. It'll be up, it'll be out before Christmas. Let me tell you, it is like a Christmas film. Everything's going wrong, but we've got to get there before Christmas.
1: And we'll do it. We'll yeah. do it. It'll probably be our lowest radio, our lowest viewed episode because everybody's too busy at Christmas. So, and what better
0: way to spend Christmas morning than opening your presents with our voices in the background? Than everyone, <laughs> we, I
1: need to. We need to timestamp that so I can so I can cut it out again. Let's do a little promo. So, what better way <laughs> this yeah. Christmas? It's like them. Um, can you remember like on VH? Oh, I don't know if you remember like watching VH1, but they used to do like the adverts for like uh, collections of music. Um, yeah. And it would like scroll down and like, what better way to enjoy this Christmas season by listening to an episode of Cinematch Podcast? <laughs> That's <laughs> what we should do. Featuring such hits as <laughs> Nathan
0: saying phenomenal 15 million times. You,
1: uh, yeah, or you say, right, uh, let's move on then.
0: <laughs> let's move on then. <laughs> well, it's there for you.
1: Or just mentioning Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Josh's Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> do there? Um, but yeah, that brings this episode to nothing, guys. I hope you enjoyed watching slash listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on any of the social platforms, it should be underneath here, I believe. Or up here, I don't know where they No, is. they're down there. Yeah, yeah, they're not. <laughs> it's
1: been a while since I've had to do it. It's been two weeks. Yeah, you rusty. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you did, you what know what i see us in the you'll see us new year's eve i think if we're still doing what we said new year's eve will be the sunday yeah you can't remember what we discussed for new year's can you Not one bit. you will see us on new year's eve <laughs> can't remember at all yet you'll see us new year's eve then <laughs> that'll when the next
0: episode's out um yeah if, if you did like this Episode feel and you're watching on YouTube feel please feel free to like the video and subscribe to the channel. By space if you're listening on any of the audio channels, feel free to follow the show on there and give us a rating. Unless it's like one star, then kindly fuck off. Hopefully
1: you've come back after completely forgetting we exist.
0: Yeah, after we've gone fucking MIA for a few weeks while I've been clutching at my deathbed. It's fine. Everybody's busy at
1: Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas, isn't it? I think our most liked post um since like we first kind of started doing it together has been the really sorry think life has just hit us hard post. I think I had the most likes between our story and our actual post. I think I has had the most likes so I mean thanks for (laughs) pity no, I think it's understanding. So thanks for the understanding, guys. Yeah. Just, people so, want to get our asses kicked and they just it's, it. it's been so fucking tiring. Like we're literally finished record, Like we're finishing recording at half eleven at night. Yeah, <laughs> I've got work at 8 a.m. Oh, I'm not. I've got a day off tomorrow.
0: <laughs> wow, well, so right, for some of us, slaving away. Um but yeah, thanks for watching, guys. And uh we appreciate your patience the last couple of weeks as we've been busy as fuck but I've only got like six months left to uni so yeah 76 months
1: what's that four weeks in a month how (laughs) many 24 thank you
0: yeah I'm a writer but maths I'm pretty fucking sick at me uh me ads and me subtractions don't worry about that
1: I ain't got enough fingers and toes (laughs) I can only count to 11 (laughs) where are you from again I think you're missing the one digit what don't matter what else can I use as a digit oh oh okay (laughs) fucking hell I just thought you were calling yourself inbred (laughs) when I am from Ladybrook
0: (laughs) that's why I asked where you're from when you said 11 I thought you meant you had 11 fingers I was like oh he's inbred then no it was a penis joke very Christmas at Christmas as well yeah terrible fucking terrible But like I said, it's late, so we're going to head off now, guys. Peace out, Merry
1: Christmas, and we shall see you... We'll see you in the new year, if you remember what we're doing. Yeah,
0: we'll see you in the new years. Bye.
1: Bye.